bringing it home with Sarah and Tanil. Sarah, I think it's back to school day <laughs> for your yes, crew. They are there. They are first day back. It is back to school day for a lot of people. And, you know, there are some things that we need to kind of think about as parents. Well, I don't have to think about it anymore. You guys I still know. have to think about it. <laughs> and, you know, we want to start back to school healthy. Oh, absolutely. And there's some habits, I guess, that we need to establish and make sure that uh, they're here from the beginning. Oh, I agree. Because in the summer, we get a little lax about, you know, bedtime, <laughs> everything. food and all that kind of stuff. Like, yes, yeah, so, everything. Yeah, we got to get back on track. Yes. So we called in one of our buddies, you know, you and I both, we love this gal and we were excited to call on her. We've got Nicole Newman with us today and she is the supervisor of community programs for Labonner Children's Medical Center. Hey, Nicole. Hi, girls. It's so nice to be back. It's nice to be in person yes. and we're sitting here having some girl chat. Nicole, there are some parents out here that are struggling this morning <laughs> i understand the alarm clock did go off earlier than oh, it has in several <laughs> yes and i'm sure some people hit snooze but we're going to try to get everybody back to school healthy nicole and so right. we brought you in to help us do that and i'm just going to start with the elephant in the room in everybody's room and that's covid um that's kind of a new elephant well it doesn't feel new anymore isn't no, this our third new. school year or something <laughs> that we're yeah. dealing with covid but Obviously, we want to start with some habits to keep our kids healthy. There's more than just COVID, Sarah. Oh, People yeah. were sick before there was a COVID. Stomach virus. Flu. Flu. Strep throat. All yes. kind of nasty stuff, Nicole. <laughs> oh, my. All right. If you so, put all those kids together, it's just going to happen. Yes, it's going to happen because they're coming from everywhere. So, Nicole, yeah. let's get started on some things that we can do to help prevent not only COVID, but all this other yucky stuff that we're talking about. Sure. So just some basic tips for the kids. Mm -hmm. Make sure we're washing our hands, okay? That's just really how most germs are spread. Mm -hmm. It's through droplets. So COVID and flu and all these things, the respiratory. So mm -hmm. we know that they spread by droplets. So we want to make sure that we're keeping our hands washed at all times. Because they hadn't washed them all summer. So. <laughs> and you'll see not. that. You'll <laughs> see that on the teacher's list. You know, they're asking for Germex because if they can't wash their hands, that's a good, right. great alternative. So maybe send a bottle of Germex to school with them or send a bottle of Clorox wipes because we're going to want to wipe down surfaces yeah. and just try to keep everything as clean as possible. Yes. Another tip for kids is, you know, when you have to sneeze or when you have to cough, we already know this, but we might need to remind our kids, <laughs> make sure you sneeze into your sleeve or cough into your sleeve just to avoid the spread of germs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's important. And then maybe just another good final tip is if at all possible, keep your kiddos at home. If they're sick, if they're showing some symptoms and something's not right, oh, yeah. just keep them at home if you can. But they want to win the perfect attendance award, Nicole. Uh, they do, but you know, there's some exceptions. <laughs> <laughs> From a mom whose kids are at school, please, like, let's all help each other out. Right. You know? Right. We all got to work together on this we to try do. to keep our kids and that We don't want the teachers sick because then they're not present to teach, you right. know, so... Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just keep them at home. Mm -hmm. And there are vaccines. Sarah, I know you've gone through some of these vaccines right. with your children. We got to make sure those are up to date. Yeah, they're required. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a mandatory thing. So, yeah. you know, kindergarten, seventh grade, make sure that that's done prior to school starting. Some of these, they will send your children back home. <laughs> I can remember children getting sent yeah. home, especially those seventh grade uh, shots. Right. If you don't have them up to date. 
Yeah, it's a, it's required by law. So oh, yeah. you can actually go to tn.gov and you mm-hmm. can find out all the required for kindergartners and seventh graders, or even if you got older kids going off to college, right. there's a lot of things that are required. So oh, you can go and check it out on that website. Yeah, get a jump on that. Yeah. Okay, so what else do we need to think about? Well, you know, we got to get them there. And safe, safely <laughs> is the key here, right? Yeah. So, you know, make sure, hopefully your kids have never stopped wearing a seatbelt. But, mm, you know, right. that's one thing. What else can we do to make sure they're getting to school safely, Nicole? Well, making sure you're slowing down. And I guess this is for parents, you know, slowing down, driving safely when you're entering the school zone. That's yeah. important, especially for our kids oh, that are walking. Yeah. Focused on school zones for a while because, I mean, all summer, <laughs> nobody's been there. Yeah, right. Been zooming so on through there. if they're part of our commute, we haven't had to watch out for kids. Yeah, yeah. And you'll see the hazardous lights just to remind mm-hmm. you and, and hopefully the cop there directing traffic. So just slow down in school zones and watch for, like I said, walkers, but also the kids that are riding bikes to school. And for those kids... Wear your helmet. Absolutely. Wear your helmet. It's not fashionable, but it's practical. (laughs) (laughs) Now it can save a life. Yeah. You know, another thing is if they're on the bus, please, like if you're following a bus or you see the bus stop, please stop. Don't pass the bus. You know, be respectful of the the stop sign on the bus. And that's the law. Yeah. I mean, you you have to stop. So. Yeah. It is. Well, one of the things that I've been seeing for years are the heavy backpacks. Oh, I feel so sorry for the little first graders. I can't even pick and, my sons up. Oh my it's ridiculous. It's like hanging way down <laughs> and, and it looks like it hurts, Nicole. Right. I feel like what I'm about to say is all the chiropractors everywhere are going to thank me for giving them a little shout out. <laughs> but but for real, we put way too much in those little things. Mm-hmm. And, and I looked it up, you know, before this talk, and I saw that for a 50 pound child, mm-hmm. they should be carrying no more than 7.5 pounds on their backs. Oh, right. Like one book. Right. And it's not a lot. Backpacks are huge. And so for a hundred, a 100 pound child, that's no more than 15 pounds. So yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, not what they're carrying. Yes, they're no. carrying things much heavier than much that. Much heavier. And then too, when you're out shopping for the right backpack, they say that the best guide is just to make sure it's not bigger than the child's back. So you don't want the child's <laughs> backpack <laughs> drooping low. Yeah, yeah. So keep it right there in the parameters of their back. Tighten those straps. Make sure it fits them really well. And then try not to overstuff it. Yeah, what's really disappointing is that a lot of uh, school systems don't allow rolling backpacks. Yeah, that's um, I was thinking, check yeah. with your school system because mm-hmm. ours does. Yeah, to, at certain schools, not all. Uh huh. So mm-hmm. and you know, but that could be an an option. Yeah, it's right, a great lot, option, but some don't allow like it. So. So we've definitely got to make sure we're not putting right. too much weight on their little Well, backs. and note to self, as a mom, maybe I need to clean that backpack Takes out a little more frequently. Especially as the year goes on. Yeah. And they just and you know, it, it's yeah. probably not a bad idea, going back to the germs thing, to wash that joker every uh, once in a while. Right. Yeah. it down something. It goes yeah. everywhere with them, so. Yes. Well, I know sleep is a big deal. Like I mentioned earlier, like we haven't really. Did y'all get enough sleep last night? <laughs> oh, well. Uh, uh, okay, know. go ahead. The first school, first day is always hard because you're excited, yeah, you know, yeah. but I just know this summer we didn't really, I mean, I had an alarm clock because I had to go to work, mm-hmm. but you know, the, the kids kind of got to oh, sleep yeah. in. There's no routine in the summertime, <laughs> but you know, speaking of routine, that's a great word. It's a great habit to get mm-hmm. into with kids when it comes to sleep. Kids right. love routine. 
means. And so they may not express that to you, but that's what their bodies need. So especially when it comes to sleep, Mm -hmm. getting into that routine, going to bed at the same time every night, waking up at the same time every morning, making sure they get enough sleep. All that stuff is very important. So you say getting enough sleep. Do you have a guide for that? Yes. So for kids and adults, we we recommend at Lebonner eight hours. Now you can have more than that but you don't want to have less than that. Thank you for more than that. Yeah. <laughs> when we get the opportunity. We rarely oh, get more than that, but but yeah, more than eight is fine. It's yeah. great. So if we are lacking in sleep, our children are lacking in sleep, what does that do to our school performance? Sleep does. It doesn't just affect your body. It affects everything. So your ability to focus, memory retention, learning, mm. sleep is vital. It's not just important. It is vital for all of those things. So make sure, I think the best place to start, you know, when we're preparing our kids to do well in school is to start at night before the school day ever begins. Make sure they get plenty of rest. All of those things follow you into adulthood. Cause I mean, we don't get enough sleep. I mean, I can't focus if I haven't slept well and I'm not going to retain anything. Yeah. (laughs) When I just think about my, both of my kids have come home and talked about kids that they know that stay up all night and Mm -hmm. play games Mm -hmm. or on their phones, Mm -hmm. like their parents either don't know they're doing it or don't care, or there's no boundaries, no Mm -hmm. limits like it. And then they struggle at school the next day. And, you know, I see that a lot with kids when I'm going into the schools, they, they almost brag about that. Well, I stayed up till this late last Mm -hmm. night playing games. And what I tell them is, you know, when it comes to screen time specifically, we need to limit our screen time because they, I think they say science says we need at least one hour of a break from any screen. So don't watch TV. Don't be on your phones or tablets playing games one hour before bed. Makes sense to me. It makes it harder to fall asleep and stay yeah. asleep. Well, you're stimulated exactly. by all the sound and noise and the light. So. Yeah. So that's probably the biggest thing for our kids these days. Just getting them away from those screens right before bedtime. Well, it's a practice probably some mamas and daddies and grandparents need to do too. No, for sure. Away. For sure. <laughs> we have to model it for them. Yeah. Well, you know, kids go back to school. August is still summer. Yes. It's the dog days of summer, as they call it. And so staying hydrated is important. Mm-hmm. You know, we need water because the heat is still on in August. So why do we need water? What does that have to do with kids going back to school? Oh, man. It's like you said, especially right now. Mm-hmm. It has been so hot here yeah. lately. Yes. So we can't stress the importance of hydration enough. And a lot of this is going to sound like the sleep things I just said. But, you know, water and staying hydrated That's also good for alertness and having a clear mind, thinking clearly. It's also just good for their little bodies. They're growing so much. So for their muscles and for their joints, for their digestive systems, their immune systems, that goes back to, you know, talking about colds and flus. So the Mm -hmm. important thing just to staying healthy and alert is making sure they're drinking plenty of water. And we're choosing water instead of other things. Absolutely. (laughs) Because water, it's the clear choice, pun intended. (laughs) It's the clear choice. There's not sugar. There's not caffeine, things that can overstimulate our kids' brains. So water is for sure the, the best choice. That's great. Hopefully most schools are allowing kids to bring in water bottles and stuff. I know mine, yeah. mine does. So. And parents, y'all can check with the schools to see what the policy is. But most schools do have a policy in place that allow kids to carry water bottles with a closed lid. And so that way they can fill it up at their water stations at school and then have that water with them in their classrooms. Definitely. That's awesome. Yeah. So we talked about what to drink. Yeah. The the natural next question <laughs> is what to eat. You what know? to eat. Because again, I'm going back. I'm thinking of my own family this summer. Summer <laughs> is not a time when you are zeroed in yeah. on making sure that there are balanced 
meals right. and snacks for the kids. Sure. So I, I've got to shift gears. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think my best advice for what to eat with kids is just try to find fun ways to squeeze fruits and vegetables into their diet as much as possible. So if you're helping them pack lunch or, or if they're packing their own lunch, just remind them, try to put some fruit in there, try to put some veggies in there. Or if they're eating at school, they always offer fruits and vegetables in the line. Right. So really encouraging them, hey, this is what's going to make you feel good. You mm -hmm. know, it may not taste as good as those potato chips, but this is going to power you through the day. And, you know, Nicole, we always advise parents to let kids be part of the process mm -hmm. of choosing what fruits right. they want to have and what vegetables we're going to have mm -hmm. uh, for meals. Uh, do you think that's effective? Absolutely. Especially for smaller kids. Mm. Like you said, if you just give them that choice, hey, do you want broccoli or carrots? they still feel like they get to make that yeah. choice and they're they're going to be excited to pick one of those. And so give them, them the choice. I think it's good to take them to the store and let them help pick out. Oh, yes. Too. It makes it fun. And, you know, fruits and vegetables are so colorful and kids are visual. You know, they it's mm -hmm. just fun to make them a part of the process. So that's a great idea. I love it. Okay. Well, since we're got them eating good, what about physical activity? So they're back in school. Um, they've got PE, uh, physical education going on. So do they need more than that? Or are we good with the activity they're getting at school? So it's kind of funny. Usually we don't have any problems with kids wanting to be overly active. We have to get them to sit down and sit still and listen. <laughs> but I think we should, you know, look at that as adults. Kids are made to move. They love it. And so there's a time and a place when they need to sit still for sure. But when it's PE time, let them run, let them go because kids need, they're just like adults. We all need one hour of exercise daily. So that PE time, that absolutely can count towards that one hour goal and they can have more. It's like the sleep. You can have eight hours of sleep or more. You can have one hour of exercise or more. So the activity is great. That's good. Yeah. Good reminder to throw us in there too. Yeah. I mean, the, one of the last things too, I know this is hard, 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 but like we get, I guess, as parents, you know, we want our kids to be involved in so much. And, mm -hmm. But then we've got to remember that school is their number one job. Um, so how do we help them, like, kind of with our mental health? Mm -hmm. You know, we want to make sure that we're not, they're not stressed. I don't want to put any stress on my kids and, right, you know, <clears throat> or our family unit, honestly. So, yeah, I think it's, this is a good thing to bring up. You know, I talk to kids a lot at schools and, and I'll, I'll ask them, raise your hand if you've ever been stressed before. And, you know, all their little hands go up, you know, and, and I think it's important for us to remember as adults that kids have stress too. It's not paying bills and it's not, you know, mm -hmm. making sure we got groceries in the house for the next week, but they do have stress. You know, they're around their little peers all day. They have these pressures to perform with school. They're active. They're involved. Like you said, they're tired if they're not getting enough sleep. And, right. and so it's just important to remember they have stress too. So there's some things that we can do to avoid overscheduling um, and, and just, just being mindful that kids can have the stress. So I think all the things that we've already talked about, sleep and nutrition and exercise, those things are helpful for kids and their mental health and reducing stress and keeping that to a minimum. So making sure they're making good, healthy choices Um I love a good schedule. And so maybe for kids, a, a good thing to do to help them manage their stress and all the things on their plate for schoolwork is to have that designated time that, hey, when you get home, you can have a little snack, but from 3.30 to 4.30, that's homework time. 
you know, and then after that, take a break. Mm -hmm. So get them on like a little routine or a schedule. You know, we always do homework at this time and then take a break, you know, right? because there's so many after school activities too, just sports, right? you know, church things and scouts or whatever your kids involved in. I mean, you can fill up every hour of the day. We're not overscheduled. (laughs) I mean, I remember being at home after school and having time to do my homework and play and, Mm -hmm. and watch television or do whatever it was that I was doing. And now it seems like kids are, are scheduled every night. We got right. somewhere to be. Right. And, um, and that you know, can be stressful. Those things are a good thing. But, right. But I, someone told me this one time, too much of any good thing can become a bad thing quickly. Yeah. I, know, I like so that. <laughs> and so I, like that. I think it's just, you know, using some discretion. You know, you want your, your kids to be involved in all these things. But at some point, you got to draw the line and make sure that they're taking care of themselves and you're taking care of your family. Oh, wow. That's, yes. that's some wise words. They are. And I love, I like a good schedule. <laughs> I like a, well, I like a good schedule too, Nicole. So thank you so much for joining us and giving us some, just some healthy tips yeah. for back to school. Cause we want healthy kids. That's right. We want them to do well, have a good school year and then, you know, just be free to be kids. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's great that we threw the mental health in there Absolutely. as well, because that's a fairly new conversation uh, that, was never part of a back to school conversation until recent years. So love that we threw that in. So thank you so much, Nicole. And thank you to everyone for joining us for this episode of Bringing It Home with Sarah and Tennille. And in the words of Bob Marley, live the life you love. And love the life you live. Happy back to school, everyone.